Hello and welcome to this EG Property Podcast. I'm Tim Burke, EG's Deputy Editor. It's here. After years of delays and disappointment, the Elizabeth Line has finally opened. Real estate players have made bets on a boost to their assets right the way along the line, as travel times are slashed between various parts of the capital. I sat down with Shobi Khan, Chief Executive of the Canary Wharf Group, in the company's head office to talk about what Crossrail means for the estate. Canary Wharf is already changing at pace. In the past few months, it has announced a biodiversity tie-up with the Eden Project, a new push to develop a life sciences hub, and a flexible office offering. There have been a lot of areas in London for which the Elizabeth Line 2 is said to be a game-changer. So I asked Khan, is that the case for Canary Wharf? I think it's great for London, and I think it's a game-changer for Canary Wharf. I think it, again, it dispels that misperception that we're so far away when we're not. And so being able to get to Heathrow in 39 minutes on a direct proper train with Wi-Fi will be fabulous. Um, and the environment that we've created, I think we were obviously a little biased, but I think we've got the best station in all of London with that, with the amazing rooftop garden that we've got, the fabulous retail uh, and amenities. And so having that connection and then I think it does two main things. One is the connection to Heathrow, which will be great for us with a direct connection. And then the connections to the east, because that's where all the growth is happening, right? That's where all of London's growing. And to be able to have two ways of accessing that for us will be great. Then obviously, yes, getting to Paddington and getting to Liverpool will be phenomenal as well. But that's again, uh, and I think it, if you step back, that's what I think Canary Wharf Group needs to do a little bit more of, is just make people aware. because whether it be COVID or just what happened, a lot of people are used to in their mind when they were here five, 10 years ago. And the tremendous progress that's been made in the last several years has been significant. It feels like we're entering a new era for the estate. There's a lot of change happening and I know that all those initiatives will have had different lead-in times. There's something of a coincidence that we get so much happening at once. But from your, from your seat overseeing it, what, what, is, what is the current vision? And are we, about, are we about to enter a new era, do you feel, for the estate and for the group in terms of what you can offer and what you want this area to represent to the people who, who live and work here? We're on Canary Wharf 3.0. So Canary Wharf 1.0 was obviously started 30 years ago. They built an amazing estate, great infrastructure, fantastic buildings, great architecture in the estate that we have with us today, which is phenomenal. And then Canary Wharf 2.0 was started eight years ago with the next evolution of Wood Wharf and then building residential. And so last year, actually at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, was the first time people could actually live on the estate. And we've then created a really vibrant mixed-use community here. Um, and then uh, we've been busy over the last several years. We've got an unbelievable roster of F&B that have opened up, great amenities. And so now that third phase of we really are, are just evolving and creating more amenities. You mentioned the Eden Project. We've got, you know, we've got the fastest electric go-kart now here. <laughs> Paddle boarding is coming here. Paddle tennis is coming here. The hotels, schools. We've really created a mixed-use, vibrant community now that where you can actually live, work, and play and thrive here. And so I think that's just the next evolution of where this, you know, estate has gone. When you came in, you talked in some other pieces I saw about bringing a fresh pair of eyes to the estate. What did, what did you see when you arrived and in the process leading up to you saying, yes, I'd like to take this opportunity to join the group? What did you see, both 
both good and I'm not going to say bad, but areas that could be that could be improved. With that outside perspective, how did you view what you were greeted with here? Well, look, Canary Wharf Group, the brand is world renowned. I mean, it's one of the greatest regeneration projects in the world. And so, I'd actually looked at this. You know, opportunity when I was at Equity Office when Songbird was in play, so I'm familiar with the, with the estate over the years. But look, what what the team has done is is phenomenal. You've got an amazing infrastructure. They thought ahead about you know where the car traffic should be and reducing air pollution. We've got the cleanest air in, in all of London based on their foresight. So, uh, and their foresight, I said earlier, to build a residential eight years ago was phenomenal. And to build you know, an amazing building like Newfoundland like that um, took vision many years ago. And so it's just a continuation of what they've done. I think the only thing, uh, and there might be a misperception in the marketplace that, you know, we're way, way, way over there in Far East London. Well, we're actually not. I mean, you can see the city from, from our vantage point. The Elizabeth Line coming in, well, hopefully people will be able to experience a different way of getting here. And we only have 4% of our folks come by car. So we are well-connected transportation, I think. The Elizabeth Line gives us that connectivity, uh, the capacity for growth and so forth. But it's just taking you know, what they've already done, like the example of the Eden Project you mentioned. Canary Wharf's been recycling no waste since 2009. We've been buying green energy since 2012, right, almost 10 years ago. So it's just continuing that evolution, but just saying, okay, how do we, you know, kn knowing what we know about the amazing boardwalks that they did at, at Woodworth, how do we incorporate that what incorporate that water into the main estate and so that's the envision of enlivening the middle dock and south dock where people can now rent kayaks and, and hopefully go swimming and paddle boarding um, and I think if COVID did anything it just kind of put a more spotlight on health and well-being and I think we're going to be trying to add to that in terms of our 20 acres of parks and five kilometers of boardwalk um, and again what have they did the school you know, we, we have a government school now we're building hopefully a private school. So we heard that from the community. So I think the only thing I think of, the, the, the slight tweak I would say is that it's Canary Wharf Group. We have an unbelievable set of divisions here, or groups uh, or departments I would say, and that power is with all of them collectively together. So the office helps the retail, it helps the residential, it helps the arts programs, it helps you know the public curation. And so, um, I think it's just making sure that we envision that the group benefits from all the activities that every different department does. Let's talk about projects that are coming up. What else is in the pipeline in terms of, um, in terms of the to-do list at the moment? So in the near term, we've got um, a, a school that we're delivering um, that will be a great um, government school, Mulberry Institute. We'll be doing that. They're doing a co-ed uh, school there. We will, uh, we're close to finalizing a deal to bring a private school at Canary Wharf, so we'll have two of those schools. We've got a hotel opening, which will be the first hotel that's opening on the estate in August. It's the tribe brand from uh, the Acor Hoxton merger. In addition to that, we are under construction with six more residential towers as we speak right now. Um, five in the BTR segmentation and one, our last for sale product in terms of, uh, of lifestyle living there. And in addition, you mentioned uh, North Key, we're in planning right now to hopefully get, uh, get that going so we can break ground on the infrastructure later this year and then the project next year. And then we're also um, in discussions with Tower Helmets to um, convert one of our remaining sites on the west end of the estate to another BTR project. Okay.
Um, and if we're sex successful, uh, we'll have another, what we think will be a leading, world leading uh, residential building on the west side of the estate. We will have phenomenal views of, of London. In terms of misperceptions, maybe mistakes that you think the market has made when it looks at Canary Wharf, what might those be? Well, I think just uh, for them, I think, look, the Elizabeth line, again, will be a game changer. People will hopefully now have another way of seeing all the, what we've done. I think it's in all three verticals. I think one, ver the vertical of the retail, seeing the tremendous F&B and the offerings that we have in terms of not only great restaurants, but then the amenities that we have. I mentioned the electric go-kart truck is up. Uh, we're going to have, the, I think, hopefully the biggest paddle tennis center in the in the country opening here uh, next early next year um, we're going to have paddle boarding and, and uh, kayaking and swimming available uh, go boats is already here so you've got an amazing amenity package to supplement the F&B offering we've got three gro four grocery stores soon have five grocery stores and so that just gets to the retail offering of just a tremendous spend you know we have 180,000 people within one mile that's bigger than Kensington and Chelsea, and that's continuing to grow with all the development that's happening. So that and that retail offering, and that's why we've had all these great restaurants names coming to us because they, they see that disposable income. I think the second is the residential that we've now built uh, an amazing platform of a fully integrated real estate company that services you on the residential side with concierge and the amenities that we have in terms of, of um, public space for that, for the users in their building and uh, health clubs, et cetera. Um, but that we're building the next wave that's going to be at a slightly lower price point so that young graduates uh, can afford to live here uh, and experience all that this environment has to have. And then I think on the third is to see the amazing buildings now we've got at Wood Wharf that we're building, that we've got uh, amazing um, office buildings that have terraces and the balconies and all the, obviously, the Bream Outstanding credentials and seeing all of that. And so in each vertical, you know, it's not, my, my joke is it's not your father's Canary Wharf, <laughs> right? We really kind of evolved into that, my, uh, uh, when I started out earlier, the Canary Wharf 3.0. Not your father's Canary Wharf. In fact, not even the same Canary Wharf Khan arrived at shortly before the pandemic, and one that seems set to shift further. You can read more of Khan's thoughts on changes on the estate in this week's EG interview, online and in EG magazine. And head to egi.co.uk forward slash news for more real estate news, analysis and data.